You're listening to the Sustainable Parenting Podcast, Episode 4, How to Calm an Upset in 30 Seconds or Less. And yes, I promise this will not work every single time, but it can work a lot of the time, more times than you probably ever imagined, and be able to help you get out of moments where you otherwise found yourself feeling just overwhelmed and frustrated that your kid was blowing up or melting down and not knowing what to do. And this is really about empowerment. If you're tired of having meltdowns or blowups leave you feeling powerless and just overwhelmed and anxious, this episode's for you. Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Parenting Podcast. Let me tell you, friend, this place is different. We fill that gap between gentle parenting and harsh discipline that's really missing to parent with kindness and firmness at the same time and give you the exact steps to be able to parent in ways that are more realistic and effective. And for that reason, finally feel sustainable. Welcome. Today, I want to highlight our listener of the week who is Greta. And Greta was an incredible example of the change that can happen with empowerment. And she shared that after working with me, she said, I already just feel so empowered just a few weeks into working with you, Flora. I feel like I'm finally in charge. I figured out that I just hadn't had the tools to step into my power as their mother. Thank you, Greta. And please send us a message in DM or email so that we can send you a bonus this week. Now I want you to picture being my husband standing in the parking lot with our eight-year-old son, just completely melting down into a puddle crying, weeping, and he was totally stuck. So frustrated until he remembered this tool that I'm going to give you in just a moment. And it completely turned that moment around in a split second by making this change. To back it up a little bit, to tell you what happened before this meltdown my son was really into basketball and he was had just started his first season being on a basketball team. And so my husband thought it would be fun to take him to see the high school basketball team. So he takes him over to the gym, which is not too far from our house, actually. And they go in, they're starting to enter and he realizes, ah, oh, shoot, I forgot my wallet in the car. Guys, let's just head back out to the car real quick. He had my son and daughter and they were seven and five and he walks out towards the car He's like, okay, I got the wallet. Let's go. And that's when my son just started to melt down. And my husband almost went down the road that he usually would go down, which is what I see a lot of parents do in these moments without it working very well. And it just causes more frustration. Two key errors I see when kids are melting down, getting overly emotional is that they either try to talk them out of their feelings or lecture about why that meltdown or blow up is not acceptable. 
And let's really think about this. This is what I call the error of kind of neck up parenting. We see an emotional kid. It doesn't make sense to us. So for some reason, we turn to logic to try to talk them out of this irrational state. They are in an emotional brain. If you try to come at them, fixing it with a reason brain, you're missing the mark. So my husband almost went down that old road of trying to talk my son out of his feelings like, whoa, 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 what? I thought you were excited about being here. What's the big deal? I don't understand why you were excited to come here. This doesn't make any sense at all were the types of things he would normally launch into and or lecturing about like, get it together. This is unacceptable. You are seven. There's no reason to be crying about this. Like what the heck is wrong with you? You're embarrassing me. People are watching. Also doesn't tend to help the moment because it's like a rational, logical way you're trying to get at decreasing a big emotion. So here's what I recommend doing instead. And what my husband, yay, finally, after six years of me trying to suggest this to him, it finally literally really clicked in this moment for him. He said, oh my gosh, it just dawned on me, Flora. Like, oh, I'm so frustrated that like going that old way wasn't going to work. I just paused and I pulled Caleb in onto my lap, bent down and just held him silently for 30 seconds. I didn't explain. I didn't try to lecture. I just held him in a silent hug for 30 seconds. And do you know what happened? I hate to even admit it. This is him telling me, but he started to calm down with that 30 second hug. He took a breath. And after the 30 seconds, then I said, buddy, boy, What's going on? And he was able then to access his logical brain and say that he was overwhelmed by how many people were in that gym. He was like, it's just so big. There's so many people. Oh, bingo. We were able to reach the solvable problem. But many people forget when there's a meltdown, an emotion that feels irrational, whether it's my stick just broke and I want it to go back together. My ice cream just fell on the ground. I'm overwhelmed at going into school or going into this gym or starting my first soccer practice. Whatever that moment may be where your child is suddenly hits an overwhelm, I recommend instead of lecturing to tell them why that's not acceptable or trying to talk them out of it, that you try a 30 second silent hug. We're looking to listen and connect first to calm that hijacked amygdala in their brain. And then we want to seek problem solving. Um, If you could see my hands right now, you would see that I'm showing like a closed fist with my thumb tucked inside And our brain really is like, we have this frontal area. That's like the fingers closed in front. That's our, our prefrontal cortex. That's logical and reasonable. We have the middle place. That's our limbic system that is in charge of our emotions and our memories. And then we have our amygdala fight, flight, or freeze. And when something has pushed that button, that just bing shoots our kids into firing hijacked amygdala the number one thing we can do is calm them down with this 30 seconds of silent connection. And then we want to step into problem solving. To me, that's the beautiful balance between 
naming feelings. We name them to tame them. We connect before we correct. And then we want to seek problem solving. I'm proud to say that I've seen parents just like the mom I mentioned at the beginning today, be able to move from overwhelm and frustration into feeling more calm and confident when their kids are irrationally emotional, when they use this 30 second silent hug. If you find yourself thinking, I do not know how I would be able to do that though in an angry moment, because when my kids have their lid flipped, I also tend to flip my lid. I have good news for you. Don't miss our next episode called how absolutely anyone can be more calm and less reactive in parenting their kids. If you'd like to hear more stories from my husband on tools that he was able to find successful, even though he started in with a more authoritarian orientation, I'm happy to announce we have a new course that just launched made for dads or partners that tend to be more authoritarian called how to meet in the middle that balance of kindness and firmness at the same time. I'll be putting that in the show notes. And just as always, if you enjoyed today, please share it with a friend and leave us a review because that may lead you to be featured on a future podcast episode. Talk soon.